0: Right, welcome to DFS MVP episode number 101. This is episode number two of the 2019-2020 season. Holden Kushner here at Holden Radio on Twitter. TJ Hernandez, of course, has been a stalwart here. He's been... Did you even have anybody fill in for you one of these shows? Or have you done all 101
1: now? Um, I think I missed one because I was in a wedding. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm 100 for 101. That is no reason to miss a show. Did you see this thing on Adam Gase, by
0: the way, just real quick? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal. What's up with him? His wife Dude's gives birth. A crazy I think she person. had a C-section. He's like, are you all good? He's like, yeah. She goes, I'm all good. He goes and he goes to a meeting. That guy's a psycho.
1: Madness. I don't know about him.
0: Anyways, we've got a great show set up for you today. We talked about DraftKings last week. We're going to talk FanDuel uh, values, kind of compare. And TJ did a great article on 444.com. Uh, here, a first look at FanDuel week one pricing where you kind of look at DK and how it matches up to the FanDuel pricing. So we've got that. Uh, our music today, I mean, you talk about going old school on the spot of DFS MVP Spotify playlist. I mean, we're talking about Tretch here. This had to be 89, 90? Nope. You said 95. 95. That's old.
1: Filmy Flow by Naughty by Nature. Uh, from their 1995 album *Poverty's Paradise*, *Filmy Flow* is one of the the greatest hip hop songs of all time. Like you mentioned, you can find that find that on the DFS MVP Spotify playlist. Just go to Spotify, search DFS MVP. It'll have *Filmy Flow* as well as all of our other classic hip hop intros that you've ever heard on the DFS MVP. Or you can check my Twitter. I'm usually tweeting out the Spotify playlist along with our uh, weekly podcast link. Before we get into it, In everything, I want to remind everyone that Rake Free Daily Fantasy Football is here, available only on Fantasy Draft, where 100% of entry fees are paid to contest winners. For a limited time, Fantasy Draft is offering a free 7-day trial on your first $1,000 in Rake Free entries. Go to FantasyDraft.com, use promo code 444, that's the number 4, F-O-R, the number 4, to claim your free 7-day trial today.
0: All right, good stuff here. We got um, our giveaways. DFS MVP, 10% off is the uh, code you got to use, mm-hmm. right? As uh, you go to 444.com, 10% off all our DFS content. TJ has just been doing a bang-up job, helping everybody win some money last year, especially you know me just working with you. You helped me out quite a bit. I think it was week two or week three just crushed, and it helped me out for the rest of the season. But uh, again, we'll look at week one FanDuel pricing we got a rate and review T-shirt giveaway. If you leave a five-star review, you're automatically entered to win. So who do we have this week? Who won? Did anybody want my uh, show-worn 4-for-4 T-shirt stretched out by my dad bod?
1: I didn't get any uh, Any requests for the game worn or autographs Or anything but maybe uh, maybe we can do Like a, a, a like instead of a book Signing we could do a t-shirt signing one day um, On location uh, but Remember remember last week Was episode 100 usually throughout The year uh, we give out uh, One t-shirt per week to To a, a rate and review uh, We got a few nice ones this week and because It was episode 100 uh, I Chose two people so we got two real Nice reviews one from Steve Boynton. Buen- VT and one from jeremy stare that's steve boynton vt jeremy stare uh hit me up on twitter at tj hernandez shoot me a dm or shoot me a message i'll dm you and i'll give you guys the details on get, how to get hooked up with those free t-shirts
0: i think uh, josh is sending me a track suit finally i know you got your red four for four track suit right
1: yeah, I mean that's the that's our kind of our uh, hashtag brand at this point. If you ever catch us at a uh, FSTA conference, or I guess it's FSGA now, uh, you'll see the whole four for four crew rock, rocking the uh, the tracksuits. John Paulson doesn't go with the pants, but he'll definitely wear the top at least. He won't. Josh and I go full top to bottom.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna wear it to the gym and see what people say. I'm pretty excited, <laughs> because all I would ever do is wear my four for four t-shirts, they're the most yeah. comfortable thing. I'm not even kidding. They really are. This is an advertisement, but Josh actually spends on the T-shirts, and we got a 4-for-4 store. Anyways, new listeners, here's what we usually do. During the regular season, we go on our core plays at each position for the main slate. We have a theory segment. For the preseason, we'll touch on a little bit of theory, some strategy, maybe even a few guests uh, as the preseason rolls on. I know week one is here already, but... Um let's talk about pricing across sites first. Yeah. On the two big ones, of course, you know, we got Fantasy Draft, we mm-hmm. got Draft. Um the the two guys that have been around the longest, DK, DraftKings and FanDuel. Yeah. Why is it important to kind of compare and contrast the salaries there?
1: Yeah, and f- for this segment, we'll just be talking about, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, but no matter what sites you're playing on, it's good to compare, uh, all the salaries across sites, uh, for a couple reasons. One, obviously pricing is going to drive ownership. So if a player is, uh, more expensive on one site, cheaper on another site, especially if it's a really big discrepancy, uh, then obviously that's going to raise or lower ownership. The, in in theory, all things being equal, the, the cheaper a player is, the higher he should be owned. Uh, so that's something you should be taking note. And obviously that's going to play into your uh, your GPP strategy when you're thinking about who you should be overweight or underweight on, uh, but it also lets you kind of find where players are bargained. So if you're playing across sites, one thing you should be doing, at least to an extent, is managing your exposure to players. And I don't mean in a a GPP sense where you have a certain percentage in a single tournament. I mean in your own portfolio. So if you're – playing let's say a thousand dollars in cash games you might not want to have more than say 650 or 700 dollars committed to a single player or all things being equal player in 65 to 70 percent of your cash game lineups Uh, obviously if you're someone that plays one lineup that that on one single site um, that's kind of going to go out the window but if you're playing different cash game lineups especially on different sites looking for these bargains can drive uh, that ownership number so if you're saying you're really high on whoever it might be, uh um Russell Wilson, and he's very cheap on, on Fandle, say he's like quarterback 12, and on DraftKings he's like quarterback four or five. Maybe you're gonna have more exposure to him in your cash games on Fanduel, where he is cheaper, even though you just like his matchup in general as a cash game play. So uh it's it's important to find these bargains across sites as assuming you're playing on multiple sites.
0: Well let's go to Jameis Winston. We'll start mm-hmm. with him at quarterback um 7500 on FanDuel so he's the QB9 on FanDuel mm-hmm. QB3 though on DraftKings and that's a wide gap TJ it's,
1: it's really big for especially when you look at um quarterbacks uh tight ends and defense these onesie positions there's only a, a handful of viable guys obviously if it's a full slate there's 32 viable at each position maybe more for tight end but uh often less uh but with only a handful of viable guys usually the pricing is going to be pretty close because uh for the most part uh the scoring is expectations going to be pretty similar across sites especially a quarterback where ppr doesn't come into play obviously DraftKings has uh the 300 yard bonus for quarterbacks but with, I mean, really, it's, it's pretty rare that we're considering more than 12 to 15 quarterbacks as viable options, so to have a six-spot six, uh, six spot gap at a single position at one of these onesies is, is um, really noteworthy. It's the biggest price discrepancy that we see uh, either way at quarterback, whether it's more expensive on FanDuel or more expensive on DraftKings, so it's... I was surprised to see Jameis priced all the way up as the quarterback three on DraftKings, but I'm equally surprised to see him priced as a QB nine, barely inside the top 10 on FanDuel. So obviously the, the value compared to sites is on FanDuel. Um, You can make an argument for a reason why Jameis is priced high. It's a a 49-point game total as a pick so it has some shootout potential. Uh, The 49ers ended the season ranked 20th in uh, 4-for-4's schedule-adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterback, so they weren't great against the pass, Uh, but they did add Nick Bosa, who... uh, someone that could get after the passer. He could obviously change the entire structure of how a game goes. Uh, We know Jameis Winston has been very erratic. He uh, can easily be the guy that throws three or four interceptions in a game. And with Bruce Arians there, uh, Jameis is is going to be dropping back, throwing deep. Not that that's going to change that much from what he's done in his career. Uh, But on FanDuel, those concerns are baked into the price a little bit. So uh, interesting to see him priced down there.
0: I just hope the Tampa Bay offensive line is a little bit better than it was, or a lot better than it was last year. Hopefully it was a lot of coaching, and uh, but now Bruce Arians is there, and Jameis Winston is a guy that uh, is getting a lot of talk up from camp here, that he's having a great camp. He's got some weapons too, right? Now with Godwin mm-hmm. coming on and Evans, They we'll might not even be able to have a running game again. Um, the other guy you looked at, he's the uh, the quarterback of the – Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson at $7,400, just 100 less than Jameis. He is the FanDuel QB12. He's the ninth on DraftKings. And before we get into this, just real quick on Lamar Jackson. There has been a lot of talk that he's been accurate. He's thrown a ball better this year. I am so skeptical about this guy. To me, he is the quarterback um, in week one that I just have no idea about. I have no idea whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to be worth it.
1: I mean, the biggest question is: Is he going to give us anything in the passing game? Uh, we didn't see too much out of him last year, but obviously he was running so much that he was he was a viable option. We know uh, the way quarterback scoring works is since their touchdowns are worth only four points. If you get a rushing quarterback that has a thirty to Forty-yard floor, uh, then they're you're, they're almost spotting you a touchdown. So even if you could get one passing touchdown out of, out of your quarterback, you can often catch some of these guys uh, with with a running quarterback. With Lamar Jackson, I mean, he was almost getting you two touchdowns, uh, two fantasy touchdowns worth of rushing yards last year. Uh, he was the quarterback eleven in Fanduel points per game as a starter last year. Uh, he averaged 17 rush attempts per game. I I don't think that number is sustainable for a quarterback. Uh there has been some uh some notes out of Ravens camp. I think Harbaugh said something I don't remember the exact number, but take the over on 150 rush attempts or something. Uh I I I don't think uh, he doesn't need 17 rush attempts a game to get there. Obviously he would only need uh 10, but I mean, even if, even if Lamar Jackson cuts his rush attempts from 17 per game to like eight and a half or nine, per game. Uh, over a 16-game season, that pace still would have led the league in quarterback rushing attempts. So my point is, he's going to give you one of the highest rushing floor, regardless of if he's rushing it 10 times or 8 times. Uh, that's still a lot for a quarterback, and and if he could get you those 40-50 yards, again, he's spotting you a touchdown. Uh, the difference between QB12 and QB9, I don't think it's so significant that it's going to really swing uh your decision making or like it's not such a big bargain that you're automatically going to to pay for him on Fanduel. but that was kind of my point when talking about Jameis you just rarely see a, a huge gap at these onesie positions so a gap of three spots is significant um I guess on DraftKings you could make the argument I I, I don't think we'll see this um maybe once the whole season uh, but Lamar Jackson if he is throwing it great you could make the argument that he's the only double bonus threat at his position. Uh, Obviously there are a couple of, of running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, that could get you 100 uh, through the air and 100 on the ground. Jackson might be the only guy that even has it in his range of outcomes to get you 300 through the air and 100 on the ground. So, I mean, I I don't think that explains the gap, but it's something to consider when you're, when you're looking for upside. All
0: right. So those are the quarterbacks and uh, TJ, I know you're big into best ball. Uh, I have, uh, Dove a little deeper into best ball this mm-hmm. year, and Lamar Jackson's actually been on my list later in the drafts. We got the biggest season-long tournament ever, and it's a three and a half million dollar best ball championship on draft. You got a grand prize of a million bucks. If you finish 25th, you still get three grand. Uh, so search for draft in the app store. Go to draft.com, get a free entry into the best ball championship when you make your first deposit with promo code 4 for 4. So if you think you got what it takes draft today for a shot at a $1 million jackpot, $1 million running back, Mr. Henderson from the Rams, Daryl Henderson, $5,400 at the Panthers on FanDuel. He is the running back 34 on DK. He's priced up to the running back 22. He's he's a legit running back two on, on DK and, FanDuel looks at him a little bit less So what do you make of Daryl Henderson here Heading into his first game
1: I mean this Rams backfield has been One of the the biggest talking points of the Offseason and going into week One I think it'll probably Be one of the toughest situations uh, To project because We're I, I don't imagine that we're going to get a definitive, reliable answer on what to expect out of this backfield. The talk all season with Todd Gurley and his knee has been that he's going to be in somewhat of a timeshare. He's one of those guys that was in that 75 to 80% backfield touch range, which is pretty much the highest you're going to get. You're, you're not going to get a running back. That gets 100% of running back touches. Even if he drops down to like say a 60%, he's still going to be like in the top 10 in terms of of running back touch share. But uh, if it isn't in, in that that 60% range, then it's going to make Darrell Henderson a very viable option. The the reason this is especially notable uh this price difference uh running back 34 on Fandle running back 22 on DraftKings for Darrell Henderson is that you would think if if we're thinking about this situation logically you would think if one site is high on Henderson then they're going to be low on Gurley and vice versa just because of the situation I just talked about what's curious here is that Gurley is also priced four spots lower on FanDuel. He's the RB8 on FanDuel versus the RB4 on DraftKings. So FanDuel is lower on both players um, uh, in the Rams' backfield. So I think that's really interesting. They're kind of hinting that they're lower... I don't know if the, the offense as a whole, but that they could kind of, Henderson and Gurley might hurt each other. Whereas on DraftKings, their prices, running back 22, running back four, saying these guys could be really good together. Um, I kind of lean towards the DraftKings logic that I think both running backs can be very viable just because this offense is so potent. And we know how much they use Gurley uh, through the air and near the goal line. So obviously, if the, they're splitting those opportunities, uh, you know, the, we've seen it like, In the Patriots backfield, Patriots are consistently top two or three in total fantasy points, and you have a couple guys to choose from. Uh, That could be the situation this year. So I actually like DraftKings pricing a little bit more. I think Gurley's priced a little bit high, but that also means that Henderson is a really good value at RB34. Um, You could look at it the other way, like I said, and, and say that FanDuel's just low on them, but... Week one, it's a game against the Panthers with a, a game total over 50, a spread of only three. So a lot of shootout potential, a lot of scoring potential. And if uh, if the Rams happen to get up big, uh, I mean, I, I don't think it's a situation where if there is concern over Gurley, uh, Gurley's knee and his workload, why not give him the the break when the game is in hand. And if that's a situation, a high scoring game, then maybe Henderson is the one that gets the good game script carriers.
0: Well, I'll just say this. And you know, on my fantasy first podcast, basically what I do is listen to press conferences all day. And then I read a lot of things. And the thing that I'm grasping out of this is that if Gurley doesn't have a setback, he's probably going to get 60, 65% of the touches out of mm-hmm. the backfield. That would still leave a ton of touches, right um, exactly so even if it's two thirds let's say he gets two thirds of the touches here's my question though Is Darrell Henderson get all of them does Kelly get they've got other guys in that backfield it's just it's a really messy situation mm-hmm. and I don't even know it, it might be something where it's messy all season long just because you're waiting for something to happen to Gurley.
1: and uh Former four for four great Chris Raybon had a really nice late night thread last night about uh, what I just talked about that late that late game uh, positive game script to save Gurley. It could be Malcolm Brown, even though Daryl Henderson might get most of the uh, the early uh, game splits in terms of like the the running back split between Henderson and Gurley. If they get a big, it could be Malcolm Brown getting the the run out the clock carries. Um, and, and if you go to Chris's uh, Twitter, you could kind of see the logic there, but that makes a lot of sense too. So um, there's there's definitely going to be a lot of risk in this backfield. And and um, I, I don't know, and I'm just talking about these guys in a vacuum, that I think Henderson is, is a good value relative to DraftKings. Uh, but it, it could just be an avoid until further notice situation.
0: Yep. And I think there's going to be a lot of people avoiding Gurley week one, and that might be the time to pounce on Mm -hmm, the GPPs. mm -hmm. All right, so then we go to Deion Lewis, 5,600 FanDuel. They're at Cleveland. um, On DK, because of the pass catching, uh, Roley has, he's the RB23. And who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, Derrick Henry might not even be uh, playing in week one. And on FanDuel, though, he's running back 30. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's any surprise that he's more expensive on DK but uh, this could be a nice salary here for Deion Lewis if Henry has to miss time.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if we if we remember for the vast majority of the season, it was Lewis out Derrick Derek Henry. Um, obviously, he's going to get way more passing down work. As far as week one goes, I, I don't think this uh, – is going to be too significant in terms of driving ownership i can't imagine that uh, any titan is going to be uh, extremely popular unless you think that there's so much hype around the browns that they're going to be highly owned and you just want to leverage that game Um, but uh, yeah i think this is just a classic case of the the running back that tends to be more in the pass-catching role being priced higher on DK. Obviously, we know DK is full PPR and FanDuel is half PPR. Uh, that rarely is a, a major driver in price differences across sites. Most running backs um, have enough usage in both aspects of the game that their PPR difference isn't crazy. But uh, with someone like Dion Lewis, I, I, I think... It is notable here. Uh, the Titans are five and a half point uh, road underdogs. So there is a situation where I could see Deion Lewis out snapping Henry uh, by quite a bit in week one. But again, I don't think he's going to be a, a staple for anyone, even with the price discrepancies between the sites.
0: So you're not a big fan of the Tennessee offense. You don't have, you're not overweight on Johnny
1: Smith. I mean, the only, the only, the only viable option I think you might look at is Delaney Walker was Mm-hmm. by far and away their main red zone guy so again if you if you're on the browns um even if if you're not just trying to completely leverage the field if you want to do some kind of game stack i think walker would be the only viable option there yes um and maybe deon lewis
0: like we just talked about but that has to do everything to do with derrick henry at this point and then there's that san diego back san mm-hmm. diego i mean we're two years later now TJ, it's and never not, it's them. never,
1: it's going to be impossible. Like I don't, I can't even imagine how that's ever not going to happen to some extent.
0: Oh my God. All right. So the chargers anyways, um, we <laughs> so can we what's... just call
1: them Southern California. Can we, can we just the email California them? Chargers. Yeah.
0: California chargers. Kind of like what they used to do with the angels. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. The California chargers. So we don't know <laughs> what Melvin Gordon's going to do. Um, who knows? So Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, those are the two guys right now. We don't know who the first and second down back is going to be or the third down back. All I know is that Eckler talked up Justin Jackson a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, saying that he – I think he says he does a lot of hocus pocus, which would be an interesting (laughs) thing to have a conversation with Austin Eckler if that's part of his vernacular. Anyways, $5,900 on FanDuel for Justin Jackson, running back 23. DK running back 33 seems to be a much better value on DK.
1: Yeah. So all the guys we've talked about to this point have been guys that are uh, cheaper relative to their position on FanDuel. Justin Jackson is one that I wanted to point out specifically because it's going to be such um, it's going to be a situation that's paid attention to so much leading up to week one, that being Melvin Gordon's holdout that that uh it looks like FanDuel is accounting for that possibility where DraftKings their price dropped kind of right around the beginning of Gordon's holdout so now that it's it's a, a week or two later uh looks like FanDuel's adjusting for that so they priced him 10 spots higher uh it's i i mentioned on last week's podcast when we were doing the initial DraftKings rundown that i didn't think that Austin Eckler was priced so cheap that he was a must play uh And you might want to have some Justin Jackson where he's $1,500 in Eckler on DraftKings. On FanDuel, Jackson is only $500 cheaper uh, than Eckler. So the the pricing is a lot closer and you're just losing a little bit of that value that you'd be looking for in playing Jackson over Eckler. So if if it comes down to it, uh, I think it would probably make more sense to play Eckler on FanDuel because he and Jackson are priced so close together.
0: All right. So we'll move on to the wide receiver position now. So before we get into Muhammad Sanu, how mm-hmm. many, how many teams can feed the ball to three wide receivers on a consistent basis? There's the Rams. Can you think of any other teams because the Falcons might be the other team here.
1: I did make a very bold prediction on, on, I was on a guest podcast a couple of weeks ago and I was asked mm-hmm. um, who are you drafting Valdez Scantling or Geronimo Allison mm-hmm. and with Aaron Rodgers bounce back, and this is not necessarily DFS related. I said that green Bay is going to be one of those very few teams. I think it only be the like the third time in the past 10 years that supports three top 24 wide receivers.
0: Wow. So you think green Bay is one of those teams, the Rams, the Rams didn't do it last year. I guess uh, no, they were on, they, they were on, they
1: were on, they were on pace too. Cause of cup went down. Um, the, um, the Buccaneers, if through week 16, if we exclude week 17 just for fantasy championship purposes, they were the first team in my database going back to 2000 that had four top 36 receivers. So that was pretty crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, any three and three viable ones is, is pretty rare. Uh, sometimes we get three in the top 36, uh, rarely three in the top 24.
0: Well, the guy here is Mohamed Sanu, 5,300 on FanDuel. You got Julio Jones. You got Calvin Ridley, who everybody's expecting to take another step. Ho-hum Mohamed Sanu, right? He's always there. We you know, DFS, he's usable four or five weeks a year. He's FanDuel's wide receiver forty five, and he's DK's wide receiver thirty three. I don't know how many shares I'll have Mohamed Sanu. I will be digging into the week one slate a little bit later on this off season or in the preseason. But um, I think it is interesting the discrepancy that you found there, T J.
1: Yeah, and the point you made about how much, you don't know how much Sanu you're going to have for this Falcons offense at all versus this Vikings team uh, that's favored at home. Uh, remember, listeners, that we're not necessarily just giving our favorite picks here. Uh, the point of this is just to go through the initial pricing and look at the comparison, see what the difference is. So not saying that Sanu is going to be a, a core guy, but he was one of the most notable price discrepancies. Priced up as a wide receiver three um, on DraftKings, barely priced as a wide receiver four on FanDuel. Uh, And again, looking at teammates and how they're uh, priced different differently, it's interesting. Calvin Ridley—he's priced five spots higher on FanDuel than than he is on DraftKings. So, FanDuel high on Ridley, low on Sanu. Uh, I I think Ridley is going to be one of those guys. He's coming into the—he's had a really big rookie season, very efficient, uh, but in my opinion, very unsustainable. But he'll have a lot of hype going into the 2019 season, which with the way this falcons passing offense look last year matt ryan was uh the number two fantasy quarterback really had a big rookie season julio is julio uh it's just a passing attack that uh and, and with Dirk cotter now uh who loves to throw the ball uh it's a passing attack that's very viable just for upside purposes uh if it looks like Ridley is going to be a popular, not cheap, but cheaper, like not a top 12 guy, then Sanu could be an interesting uh, pivot in a game where Atlanta's probably going to have to throw a lot as uh, somewhat heavy. I think the line's four and a half, road dogs.
0: All right, so here's the last guy DJ Moore, $6,200. Mm-hmm. Panthers at the Rams, FanDuel wide receiver 25, DK wide receiver 20. Uh, You got Curtis Samuel making all the noise right now. Everybody's on Curtis Samuel. He's cheaper too, I think, Mm -hmm. on both sites. But um, DJ Moore, this is an interesting one. Tell me about him at 6,200. And it's not that big of a discrepancy, is it?
1: It's not. But again, when we're comparing teammates, and this one is even more interesting than the Falcons for me, because I think in this game versus the Rams, I mentioned it earlier with Darrell Henderson and Todd Gurley, a Point total over 50. Uh, We're still a month away, but I I don't think it'll change that much. A spread of only three points. This is probably going to be a game that uh, a lot of DFS players are looking to stack. So Cam with both Samuel and D.J. Moore Moore are going to be popular. The reason this is really significant, Curtis Samuel is priced 18 spots lower than D.J. Moore on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's only... Uh, Price six spots lower so on FanDuel even though DJ Moore is technically more expensive than Samuel I actually think he's a better relative value Uh, so I, I like Moore here uh, on FanDuel just because their their prices are really converged his and Curtis Samuels uh, on DraftKings Samuels just that obviously better value um, in terms of price and both of these guys really similar uh, targets per game last year obviously they, they run uh, different types of routes but uh, similar targets per game and it was actually Curtis Samuel that was leading the team in targets over the final month of the season I think he only had two or three fewer targets in the final month than Christian McCaffrey so he was the one that closed out the season with a lot of targets, but uh, both guys are really viable in this week one game. Yep,
0: no doubt about it. Tight end here. Um, there's usually one week a year where Jordan Reed is healthy. This <laughs> year it happens to be week one. Hopefully a leg or an arm or toe doesn't fall off, but $5,300 at the Eagles. We know he's the focal point of the uh, passing game when he's actually playing. So they're at Philadelphia. On DK, he's the tight end nine. On Fanduel. the tight end 13. Maybe not a bad play week one.
1: Yeah. Again, when we were talking about the, uh, the quarterbacks, I mentioned that when there's so few viable options that the, the gap and the relative pricing isn't going to be huge at these onesie positions. Uh, so Jordan Reed, uh, a four spot difference between sites. We, we talked about them a little bit last week when we did our initial, uh, DK rundown. I have a feeling that when we do our official week one podcast, uh, that he's a guy that's going to come up uh, as one of our favorite plays, just because every time I've kind of mock built a lineup, it's it's a nice pain down for tight end, and and he looks like a good option uh, against the Eagles, who are really heavy favorites. So Washington should be forced to throw, uh, even if it's the the. I don't think it's the rookie throwing to his tight end narrative. That's kind of a um, that's kind of a myth. Uh, rookies don't really lean on tight ends. That's just something that people like to say, but I do think. Uh, it could be an upgrade at quarterback compared to what Reed has had in the past couple of years. So that's why it would be a better play. Not just because it's a rookie.
0: I feel like 20 years ago, that was the case. Sure. Just because a quarterback comes in the league and the tight end runs the easiest routes. Mm-hmm. It is not the case anymore. No, it's, just, it's such a completely different game.
1: Yeah. I will have to, uh, if I could dig up the article, I'll link to it in the show notes, but we've actually ran that I think twice in the past four years now, and there's pretty much no discernible difference in terms of tight end targets just because a rookie's taken over the next year.
0: It's absolutely a misnomer. No doubt about it. Yep. Um, lastly, a tight end. How about Kyle Rudolph? as the Falcons and the Vikings are going at it in Minnesota. I'm looking forward to that. Kyle Rudolph, fifty-one. This might be the best game of the early slate, by the way, in week one. Mm-hmm. Tight end 16 on Fanduel. Everybody forgot about Kyle Rudolph yeah. here, but he's uh, tight end 12 on DK. And this guy, I don't, is everybody just forgetting about him? Because there's Thielen and there's Diggs and there's a new offensive coordinator. And or actually, he actually stepped in late last year. And all they do yep. is they think they're going to run the ball well. They're going to have to pass it, and Kyle Rudolph, when he's healthy, is extremely dangerous in the red zone.
1: Yeah, well, especially on on FanDuel, um, scoring, especially a tight end, is driven by touchdown opportunity, and there's so few high-volume tight ends in the league that a single touchdown could really uh, jump a tight end up in the weekly rankings. Kyle Rudolph finished the tight end seven last year. I know that uh, isn't uh, – that much to write home about because the position was such a wasteland last year but it's pretty significant that DK hasn't priced as a top 12 tight end and FanDuel hasn't priced as the tight end 16. Uh, the past couple of years I've updated my big game profiles for all of the positions and in DFS uh, again especially on FanDuel a lot of people kind of forget this or just don't even know this but similar Two running backs for tight ends to have really big games. We're actually looking for good game scripts for uh, tight ends, even more so than quarterbacks sometimes, because uh, that good game script uh, means that uh, slower, uh, longer-paced drives that are going to end in red zone opportunities. Over the past three seasons, Kyle Rudolph third in the league and tight end red zone targets behind over behind only uh, Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz.
0: All right, so let's get to defense real quick. We'll talk about the Cardinals and the Niners. So the Cardinals are mm-hmm. at 3,600, uh, taking on Detroit. FanDuel, they are the uh, defense 16. DK, their defense 13, so a little uh, a little higher on the totem pole on DK. And then you got the 49ers defense uh, 14 on what? FanDuel, is it? Yep. Fan- yep. Yeah, and number 20 on DK. So that's where we're sitting at um with these two squads right now and you keep on uh, bringing up the niners the niners defense thirty seven hundred dollars i mean they're right there they're 200 less than the jaguars um you know it's not bad at all it's kind of right in the it's kind of a sweet spot a little below uh the medium there so uh, what do you like about these two or what did you notice yeah. when you're comparing price
1: i mean again we just didn't have uh with with only uh uh, one at each position for each team, there's not going to be a ton of gaps in pricing. So these were the, the only real notable differences. Cardinals being priced three spots lower on FanDuel. Uh, I don't think this one will come into play much for myself personally. Uh, Cardinals are at home and they're an underdog, but it's only by two and a half points and it should be a low scoring game. So it, it could be a situation where they're a viable under the radar defense. Uh, I, I think if Kyler Murray ends up being a really popular week one play which since prices come out just sounds like a lot of people are going to be on Kyler in week one it could be interesting if you want to um If you want to uh, leverage that game instead of playing Kyler in the passing game, playing David Johnson with a Cardinals defense stack, that could be a way to have exposure to a popular team, but not those players. Uh, But I don't think it's a play I'll be making a lot. 49ers, they're priced six spots higher on FanDuel than DraftKings, so they're more expensive on FanDuel. Again, I I don't think anybody will be on the 49ers defense. I I mentioned Nick Bosa. It's going to be his first game as a pro uh, with with Jameis's erratic throwing and and obviously he's gonna have to make a lot of deep dropbacks that could come into play. Uh, and it's interesting. I, I they have the FanDuel has Jameis price six spots lower than Draft King uh, than DraftKings and they have the 49ers price six spots higher. Uh, so that could be a a note that FanDuel is is kind of low on um on on the Buccaneers. Something to think about.
0: Okay. Very good. I like that. I um, also want to remind everybody we got a rake free revolution here, buddy. Mm-hmm. It's available only on fantasy draft rate commission management fee. Call it what you want. The days of paying 10, 12, 15% of your entry fees to the house are done ski. You can play rake free only on fantasy draft. A hundred percent of the entry fees are paid to the contest winner. So every single dollar paid in entry fees paid to the contest winner on fantasy draft. So, Fantasy Draft offers membership plans suitable to all levels of play. Free players first plan that allows for $100 in rake-free entries per month. For a limited time, Fantasy Draft offering a free seven-day trial on your first $1,000 in rake-free entries with their starter plan. So, register at FantasyDraft.com today. Promo code 444 to get a free seven-day trial on your first $1,000 in entries. Fantasydraft.com promo code four for four to claim your free seven day trial. So uh, TJ, I go back and I usually read so many articles that you mm-hmm. guys wrote last year and the year before and the year before that. And uh, then one just popped up on a Twitter feed the other day, and that was how to win the flex spot. Yep. And that's season long stuff that can absolutely be thrown into DFS at it all. It, it just crosses there. And you know, for me, on Fanduel, I, I've always thought that the running back is going to give you an edge because mm-hmm. of the half point PPR, and I treat it a little bit more uh, like a standard. And then on DK, the wide receiver is going to be um, uh, more valuable. Although when you look at the Millie Makers, I mean, some guys just switch it up. Some yep. them play, you know, different ways. You have to differentiate yourself, but who are we going to use in the flex here? Let's talk about this. The FanDuel Sunday million winners, the DraftKings millionaire
1: winners, because I
0: think that as we head into the season, everybody needs a refresher course and maybe you've just been doing it wrong all this time.
1: Yeah. Well, if you remember, uh, Going into last year, FanDuel actually swapped out the kicker for flex position. So going into the year, we didn't have any hard data on uh, on what wins flex position and FanDuel. Uh, DraftKings, we had the data, but DraftKings over the past three or four years, this is the first year that I haven't noticed a, a major uh, change in their pricing algorithm. So some of the stuff that was working two or three years ago might not have been uh, the best strategy last year. So... L- Throughout the season, I was already tracking on DraftKings. I was tracking uh, what was working on FanDuel in terms of the winning lineups in the biggest contests. Uh, Obviously, strategies for cash games are going to vary a little bit, but uh, I think the difference between the two sites is very telling, and we could get into a little bit why after. But if we look at the Sunday Million winners last year, uh, in the flex spot, 15 winners used a running back, one used a wide receiver, and one used a tight end. So overwhelmingly the winning strategy was to use a running back in your flex position on DraftKings, the millionaire winners. We had 17 of them one week. It technically wasn't a millionaire. They called it a main event, but it was basically a millionaire, uh, 10 times a running back was used seven times a wide receiver was used. So way closer to a 50, 50 split uh, just with the full PPR scoring wide receivers have the opportunity to, to catch running backs. uh, Whereas Fanduel has uh, only half PPR scoring, no bonuses. So we can get into um, a little bit what the differences are. um, If you want to,
0: I would love to. Absolutely. So uh, again, it's just really simple for me Um, on Fanduel, I treat it more like it's standard Mm -hmm. and on DK, I, It's full PPR, so why not? Um, And those running backs are going to have the floor, and I I think that's you know it's nice to have a floor, but when you're talking about tournaments, you're just you're trying to differentiate yourself with the best possible lineup, you know? Right. But you just you just made the point there. One wide receiver, one. So 15 out of the 17 weeks when you're making the when when you're playing the Sunday Million, you're throwing a running back in there. But the DraftKings is really. Where it surprised me a little bit because you're st- you're still throwing in running backs, but it's a mm-hmm. full PPR, and it was pre- it's a pretty even split. I mean, ten to seven. That, right, you could have variance there any year. Right.
1: So, I mean, basically, what we're seeing is that um, Fanduel it's, it's just more it's more touchdown dependent than DraftKings. Um, a, a running back can match a wide receiver's upside or or exceed it even more, especially if you get that good game script. If you have three running backs that are getting 18 to 22 touches i mean sure a wide receiver in theory is going to pop more because they have higher variance but they're just not going to be able to match that uh the upside of that running back that has a chance to get two or even three touchdowns for a team that could just really be grinding it out where on DraftKings, kings uh, a couple things come into effect that allow wide receivers to uh to at least reach the upside of those running backs and uh, kind of mitigate the importance of touchdowns. So we have the full PPR scoring. We already know that if we think about um, how wide receiver scoring works, we don't need a wide receiver in a positive game script. Uh, So if just think about negative game script, it's not going to, a lot of people say quarterback, but really it benefits the wide receiver. So if it's, if it's a situation where a team has to throw in the final, half of the fourth quarter uh they have to throw it 15 times and half of those targets go to uh, julio jones julio can catch eight for 80 in the fourth quarter just because they're down a lot and they're just throwing and the defense is letting them catch the ball that's 16 ppr points that's a lot uh so now all of a sudden he's catching those those high upside running backs and then another thing that a lot of people forget DraftKings has the bonus scoring so a wide receiver that gets that 100 yard game they get their 100 yards they get their probably seven or eight catches and then on top of it you throw in three more more points for um for the 100 yard bonus so even if that wide receiver didn't uh didn't score a touchdown. If, if a, uh, if a running back had say 70 yards, barely any receiving uh, yards and two touchdowns, that wide receivers neck and neck with him without even scoring a touchdown. So that's why that uh, we kind of see that convergence on draft Kings and not so much on Fanduel. So just generically speaking on Fanduel, we're, we're looking for that red zone volume edge. And I mean, a running back is just going to get more opportunities near the goal line than a wide receiver. the, the, Most targeted wide receivers inside the red zone, they might see 20 or 25 red zone targets in a season. Uh, I believe it was Devontae Adams that led the league last year with 31. Whereas your running backs, between their targets and their carries, they're going to get upwards of 60, 70 opportunities, maybe 80 opportunities inside the red zone. So it's just way more opportunities for those running backs if you take away that full PPR option.
0: Yep, no doubt about that. And by the way, I got to remind you before we do next week's show. We gotta talk about the DK bonus because it really is, yeah. it it can be a difference maker. Hundred percent a week, it is, it's uh, it takes a lot more research, um, but it can really give you an edge over there on DK. So where were we going next? Uh, the stacks here.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I just I wanted to say one more thing. I mean, you mentioned the the running backs that generally have they generally have a higher floor and a smaller range of outcomes than wide receivers, and that's regardless of. Um, of scoring on the site whether it's full ppr half ppr if we just think about the nature of the position we can pretty safely uh project a running backs volume and that's why they have a smaller range of outcomes but i mean it's very rare that uh a decent team is going to lose by something like double digit points most most games are relatively close and those high volume running backs are going to get their 18 to 20 touches regardless of if they're losing or not so that's going to shorten the range of outcomes where the even the top end wide receivers Nine, nine or ten targets that might only equate to six touches. Obviously, what they do with those touches is going to be a lot bigger range of outcomes. And that gives the running backs the higher floor. That's why on both sites in cash games, um, you're almost always going to default to the running back. Obviously, it's going to be a case by case basis. There are some situations on DraftKings where there's just. A handful of really good values at wide receiver that it, it might be silly to to pass up on like two minimum salary guys that might force you uh, to put a fourth one in your flex if you really like somebody. Uh, but you can also use these low volume pass catching backs are viable options on DraftKings. So on in cash games, sometimes we might want to um, force in a, or or not be comfortable with the high volume back. But a James White who might only get five or six carries in a game, his twelve targets can make him a viable. Even cash game op- option in the flex position.
0: Yeah, and again, it just goes back to a couple things. You've been talking about this for a couple of years. QB, running back, underrated mm-hmm. stack. It um, really is. Yeah, it, that that's one way of going to it on DK and even Fanduel. Make sure you, whoever your flex is, if if you're playing in a four o'clock Eastern game, throw that four o'clock. If you got a, if you got two players, one's playing the early slate, one's playing mm-hmm. late slate. Make sure you play the later players. That's two things, two really important things I think we'll probably harp on before the season starts, too.
1: Sure. I, th- I think people just kind of have this notion that the quarterback running back is, um, that they're going to cannibalize each other. But also, I think if you're look if you're talking about maximizing upside, uh, mm-hmm if we look at historical correlations they actually have a positive correlation so it's not always going to be the case but really we talked about it early in the last early last year how many times the onslaught was was winning tournaments early in the year if you remember and a lot of that is just cornering all the touchdowns if you have a team that's going to put up 40 sure when your running back scores, your quarterback often isn't going to score. But if you could corner four touchdowns, five touchdowns, even six touchdowns from offense, I think it's really worth it. And then um, just using uh, the the player, your your latest player in terms of of when their game starts in your flex position is it, it can not be overstated enough. And even though Fanduel and DraftKings don't use Sunday Night Football in their main slates anymore, it's not as important as it used to be. Um, but We need to do every single thing that we can to give ourselves an edge. So even if it comes down to, say, the three late games and two start at 4.05, one starts at 4.25, if you have one guy left and he's 4.25 um, and you're trailing, uh, say you're in second place, the guy in first place, you see when the 4.05 games start that you both have a running back ready to go at 425. You still have 20 minutes to make that adjustment. At least give yourself a chance to catch that guy and switch to the other running back. Uh so it's it's like poker, try to leave yourself some outs and doing that leaves yourself some outs.
0: Yo, TJ, tell us about draft, man.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean, I think anybody that's listening to that, this is a fantasy football fan, so I just want you guys to have the opportunity to join the biggest NFL season long tournament ever uh if you love fantasy football then you need to enter the 3.5 million dollar best ball championship on draft 3.5 million dollars real money it's huge here's how best ball works if you haven't played before it's season long but with no management you just draft set it and forget it once you're done drafting there's no trades no waiver wire you don't even set your lineup your best players automatically get entered into your lineup you get the best score every week guaranteed there's no salary caps you play in a real life snake draft just like you play with your friends in season long. And there's no better place to play and draft your team anytime than draft. Leagues start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. Just do a draft, and you could be a millionaire in 16 weeks. It doesn't get any easier than that. Join me today on draft. Download the app anytime. Just search draft in the app or play store and join a game in minutes. Play right now from your computer or on draft.com right now, all new players get a free entry into best ball draft. When you make your first deposit, you just have to use promo code four for four. That's right. Real money for free. Just using the promo code four for four on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the app store, go to draft and come play with promo code four for four.
0: The TJ, um, Everybody's got to check out the site. You listen to this. If you haven't checked out the site, you're insane. I'm going to tell you what's up there right now that I absolutely love. Besides for you know the DFS content and the um, the the perfect draft series. Yeah, like, those are great. Oh, my God. I mean, if you're just – listen, maybe you're not um, as seasoned a player. Maybe you've been playing five, six years. Maybe you've been playing 20 years like me. I go through this, and Jennifer Aikens did – one this week, yep. uh, the perfect draft drafting second and a twelve to Yahoo PPR. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things they just go through which pick you should have, suggested alternatives. I recommend like doing a mock draft or even a draft where you're not a lot invested into it. Just go down and use this thing. The Perfect Draft series to me spectacular. Absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah,
1: our go- so our goal of the Perfect Draft series if you haven't subscribed to 444 4 before, we basically take every position from every major point system and every major site and An analyst at four for four goes through drafts So whether you're in a PPR league a 10-team PPR league in ESPN And you have the eighth pick or you're in a standard 12 team uh, League on Yahoo We're going to have an article that goes round by round through your exact draft position your exact site your exact scoring system and go through how that expert not only who they picked and why they picked them, but the alternative that they would have made if that player wasn't there uh, so I mean it's outside of just looking at john's rankings and and going through our tiers you're not going to get a more personalized way of of drafting it's it's actually it's fantastic it's no, probably my favorite think. series every year too
0: yeah and the 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 other one was drafting tenth and a ten team Yahoo PPR league, which I am in a ten I'm drafting tenth in a ten team Yahoo PPR league. At least it's just nice prep. It's nice to go in. And uh, and prep that way. So we got great stuff up there right now. You could actually sign up for our giveaways, DFS MVP, 10% off. Go to 444.com, use the promo code DFS MVP, get 10% off. It's a great deal. And what about the T-shirt giveaway, man? Again, still very hurt that nobody wanted mine, but <laughs> um, I think we got another 20-something shows to go. So there's still a shot.
1: Yeah, Uh, just go on iTunes, leave us a five star rating and review We'll automatically enter your name into the contest and I'll randomly pull a winner each week and announce it at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, Again, we have uh, a ton of content coming up. Obviously, we're still about a month away from week one NFL, but we do have preseason DFS every week. Uh, We got Tim Talmadge, one of our new great writers, and Pat James teaming up on preseason all year. I'll be chiming in when necessary. Uh, We're going to try to get Pat to come on next week to talk preseason strategy. So if you haven't signed up yet and you're still thinking about it, uh, I would sign up right now as soon as you listen to this. uh, This is dropping on Thursday. The preseason content for uh, uh, tonight's slate should be up and you need to have a, a dfs sub to get access to that so uh, we're going to go through all of our favorite preseason plays and uh, the edge is huge because people don't know what they're doing uh, and that's a good way to build up your bank goal for week one so um, if you haven't done it yet be sure to do that uh, and if you like this podcast and you want to hear more from myself and holden check us out uh, holden at holden radio myself at tj hernandez we'll catch you guys next week Like that's almost manhandling new crew
0: Partying with the zoo crew Looking for the pink and poo-poo I thought you knew too so styles and stamina Jamming and while we're planning to jam We bust, bust with a party image